Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.com. I am your host, Juan Ayala. In each episode, we'll be bringing you exclusive interviews with rising stars of television and media, highlighting topics such as diversity, inclusivity, and representation. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to talking. Today's guest is television actress and voiceover artist Manny L. Perez, who you will recognize from The Blacklist, Jessica Jones, Blind Spot, and her award-winning guest-starring role as Esperanza Morales on Law & Order Special Victims Unit, for which she won an Imagen Award, one of the biggest events recognizing on-screen and behind-the-scenes Latinx talent. Manny, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great, great. I'm so excited to have you on. This is our very first episode uh, and excited to uh, chat with you and, and share what you have to say. So um, I just wanted to start off. We were, we were just uh, chatting about the very sort of multiculturalness of being um, Latino or Latina or Latinx. And mm. um, in terms of, of being an actor, what have your experiences been? Have you been, have you found yourself typecast as Latina or have you been sort of cast across the board? I think when they see my last name, they automatically like, oh, let's put her for Latina roles. But when I started out, remember my head was shaved before. When I started out, they gave me roles um, like Butch. Well, that's, you know, those type of descriptions. But mm -hmm. now that my hair has grown, now it's, they're looking more at my last name versus yeah. can she play this or that? But beyond that, I haven't really experienced any uh, too, too much typecasting. I think it's because I also keep changing my look. So maybe that could be why. <laughs> I mean, that's that's certainly a great way for actors to uh, to sort of diversify uh, their resumes by keeping their look sort of um, current and whatnot and not just yeah. sticking to like this one look works. It's like, well, let's shake it up a little bit. Why not? We see actors do that all the time. You see, um, I was just talking with someone uh, earlier today about uh, actors like John Krasinski. From the office everyone saw him as mm -hmm. like the good guy and the nice guy and then he turned into action star once he got buff and grew a beard and you know you gotta you gotta switch it up because uh can't play the same type your whole career <laughs> true that's true um so you also got to bring your fitness background into your role as esperanza on law and order um so what was your experience like working on that show you had such an incredible performance in, in, in that episode thank like, you seriously and congrats on the Imagen award like that was amazing thank you <laughs> um it was fun the whole time I wish I could have stayed on set forever with them I mean all the actors the staff hair makeup everything is everyone's so respectful so polite so nice so sweet and it's very encouraging and our director um Batan Silva he's he's one of those directors where he just like knows how to get it out of you just pin, but he's also very collaborative as what he told me was while I was doing this, he's like, listen, yeah, we got the script. I can tell you what to do, but I want you to just do what you feel. So most of the time he was just telling me, listen, Manny, do whatever you want and then we'll move on from there. So pretty much that's what it was. And um, with the fighting, Jamie Hyder, she had trained for six months boxing. She does Muay Thai and she's a boxer. She's really good. Yeah, yeah, she can kick my butt in real life, but that's, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a different thing for a different day. But when we were doing, like, we had stunt doubles and everything, but we never used them. Oh. So we spent time learning the choreography because we just wanted to do it ourselves. We were there, like, three or four hours doing this over and over and over. But, um, yeah, we. she's like, I've been training. I'm doing this. And I'm like, I'm doing this, too. Let's go. <laughs> so, That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it was It's fun. so funny hearing of that. Of um, There have been a couple other occurrences where, you know, you hear all the time of, of, of certain actors doing their own stunts. They have stunt mm -hmm. doubles 
just in case they got a, the producer, the director's like, you know what? We're going to uh, swap you out for this, for this one. Cause yeah. it's a little dangerous, but they're like, Nope, I'm going to do this one. And that's so cool that you guys did all of that. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's such a, it's such an iconic show and having a, a role like the one that you had was just so, so cool to see. Um, I had known you for, for a few months prior to, to that airing. Um, I don't know if you'd booked it by the point that we were working on couples therapy or was it, was that after? Oh, I think we already filmed. I already filmed by then with, uh, and rap with law and order. Yeah. Cause I was there almost three weeks with them. And I think couples therapy was after, and I love what Michaela's doing with it. Yeah. Yo, it's winning awards and everything that needs to be a show. (laughs) Come on. So we can be on someone. Right. (laughs) Uh, so I want to go back and talk about little Manny, um, yeah. 10 years I ago, am little. 15 years. <laughs> if you, you know, looking back, artists constantly are, are filled with self-doubt and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you've been in the business for, for a while now, but thinking back, uh, if you were to tell 13 year old Manny, that this is where you were today, would they have believed you? I want to say yes and no. Because growing up, I thought I was going to be a belly dancing, rock singing, like Evanescence-esque <laughs> superstar. And then it turned out that didn't happen, um, which is okay. Because like you said, we changed. Yeah. Um, I think they would be like, voiceover, what's that? Motion capture, <laughs> what does that mean? But um. I really hope that they would be like 13 year old me would be proud of myself. I'm proud of myself, but you know, as actors with the self doubt and I could be doing better. I need to push further. It's like, you know, getting these gems, but also wanting more and more and more to move up. Yeah. I think 13 year old Mandy would be like, okay, I dig it. So if you were to uh, meet your 13 year old self again and, uh, and give yourself some advice, what would you say? I would say live life with an effort attitude. Don't care how people view you. Um, gender is fluid and it's okay to be true to yourself and, and be yourself without shame. Um, growing up, my family was Catholic and I went to Christian camp and everything. So a lot of the stuff that I discovered about myself, I hid because of those religious <clears throat> things saying that how I live my life or who I am, the inside is wrong. Even though I'm presenting as 100% female, you know, I'm a woman. I love being a woman and everything. But I do have, like, some gender dysphoria deep, deep within that I'm working through. So I would just say, listen, little Manny, screw it. If people don't jive with it, that's their fault. And go for it. Don't be scared. Use your fear and help it push you through pretty much. Yeah. I love that so much. This is actually the first time publicly that I am talking about um, my gender dysphoria. Yeah. It's such a, it's, you know, topics like that are for whatever reason, still taboo. And, and people, I understand, it's an understandable why people are afraid to talk about it, but it's just not talked about at all. I feel like some of our listeners may not even know what, what gender dysphoria is. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an, you know, a lot of the, the voices that I highlight in multicultural TV in my column um, are LGBTQ plus. Um, yeah. Uh, shows and audiences Um, and as a queer man myself and someone who really wants to sort of help increase positive representation for LGBTQ plus people and for Latinos and for the many many boxes that I check off in terms of like 
indigenous background and all that stuff. Um, it's bringing those conversations to light and, and hopefully helping young artists and young people everywhere and not even just young people, but just helping people everywhere who may be struggling with the same thing and letting them know that, you know, they're not alone, that this is something a lot of people um, struggle with and, and are, are dealing with in their personal lives and that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the industry is opening up more towards it, but there's still like so many steps that people within our community need to go through in order to yeah. get where we need to get to respectfully, like and commanding that respect that we, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, we say what we say, but you don't need to know what's happening. It, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, completely agree. And um, one of the questions that I had sent you was asking what tropes or stereotypes are you growing a little tired of seeing? Um, so what can you say about that? Cause that is what the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus typecasting is something that you mentioned. Yeah. So what can you, what can you uh, share with us about that? I know for, for me personally, like when I did have my head shaved and everything, I was, they were, I was literally in a box where I'm the villain, I'm the cop or I'm a lesbian. That was like a lot of the only roles that I was getting because of my hair. And as I'm growing my hair out now I'm getting, you know, Oh, let's put Manny to be the girlfriend of this person or the wife of this person, mother of this person, where I realized the change of my appearance and my hair put me in certain boxes that it's, and, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying that like, I'm not a part of that community. I am, but not every person that's a part of the LGBT community is you can't put us all in a box. We're, we're all different. Just because someone is gay doesn't mean that they're only A, B, and C. Someone straight A, B, and C or within the middle. You know what I mean? So that, and then being Latina on, on top of that, I had a real issue with, when I started my career, I had had my long curly hair. It was, right? Mm -hmm. And casting actors had no clue what to do with me. And the only reason I found that out was because a casting director had told me, you know, I don't know because your skin is too white to be Hispanic or black, but your hair is too curly and unruly to be white. And I'm like, but I'm Hispanic. I'm all those things. You know, we're Cari I'm Caribbean. I'm all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it was like, mm, you know, if you're going to play Latina, I had to have the straight hair and everything. They're like, Latina curly hair. We're not showing that on TV. And Yeah. But now things are changing. Like I, for years, was straightening my hair to look more like a, what they saw as presentable until I thought to myself, you know what, F it. Now I'm going to wear my curly hair. And now I'm starting to see that there's, now they're actually, our hair texture um, is changing in terms of now we're seeing more Black women with their natural hair or their natural curls, more Latinas with their natural curls and everything. So it's not only like, Eurocentric features to fit in what at that time um, our industry thought was beautiful or acceptable or what the viewers wanted to see. So this, I'm like, I'm on this journey this year to be 100% myself. So right now I made the decision, well, before a couple of weeks, I made the decision to move forward with my natural hair, with my natural everything and be myself instead of trying to look like what is the representation of what they believe a Latina or a woman or a woman of color would look like if that makes sense yeah no absolutely um yeah that's that's something that uh thankfully has changed and the needles moving in the right direction in terms of uh more uh authentic representation of different of different groups of of different looks and and to think that 
um, to think that some folks in the industry still only see one type of person as Latino or Latina when we're every shade of beige, brown, and black that is out there. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, people, uh, Latinos have African roots, they have European roots, they have indigenous roots, and, and all over the centuries they've mixed and all of that. Like we were saying before, um, I myself am mestizo, which is mixed, and it's because my mom has indigenous background, my dad is of, of European background, both from the same country, but their heritages go back to these different places. And um, I, I rarely get considered for, for explicitly Latino roles. And if, if, if I do- really. If I do, they happen to be an immigrant. And I'm like, this, these are the only roles that are available at, at this at this point in time. It's it's geez. Yeah, it's it's, a- it's still changing. I feel like honestly, right now, the only reason why things are changing is because we demand it. And we're tired of seeing the BS of what they believe that we should be when we're like, I yeah. Like I have people in my family that are more Afro-Latina, Afro-Latino. I got people in my family that look 100 percent white. But when they start talking, you know that they're Puerto Rican from New York City. You know what I mean? And uh, even, yeah, because we're demanding it. And they want our dollar. Because, you know, we're not minorities (laughs) anymore. It's true. The the Black dollar is, you know, insanely valuable. Our dollar is insanely valuable. All Mm -hmm. of us people of color. And we're all watching these things. And as, you know, we're all mixing and twisted and all becoming all these different shades we demand what we see and it's happening and like for the future i would love for it to be where we don't have to be like we need more diversity because it is what it is in terms of everyone the next generations are used to seeing us of all different colors of all different backgrounds right you know what i'm saying yeah and um uh, i recall in a, a past interview i did with um an actor from the netflix show dash and lily um he is uh half japanese half white um, and he's part of the LGBTQ plus community. And in the show, it is about a two young adults or um, he played the brother of the main character. Um, and they had a Japanese mom. They had a white dad and his character was gay. And that was just part of the character. It wasn't part of the storyline. And he kind of loved that, that it was just like characters gay. It's not about my journey. It's not about my because uh, he he his a big point of conversation was that there is more to storytelling, not just for the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community, but for um, the BIPOC community as well. Yeah. Not all of our stories have to be about suffering, you know. And he just loved that this show was was it was such a cute show. Uh, it was it was just lighthearted and and it was a Christmas theme show. It took place in New York City during Christmas time, shot pre-COVID. So it was just very weird seeing that in, the, in 2020. <laughs> Wait, that's what Christmas is like in New York. Right. Uh, and uh, it was one of my favorite shows of last year for that reason, because it was just bringing all these different perspectives and, and cultures and backgrounds. And they just got to exist without any explanation. And it was yeah. beautiful. And I love that. And then, very much looking forward to the industry moving in that direction. Um, yeah. yeah, someone's sexuality should never determine what their character's journey is. If someone is in their personal life, gay man or gay woman, they don't necessarily only have to be a gay man or gay woman on screen. Mm. They can. It's we're actors. Our sexuality shouldn't matter unless the character, unless they specifically want somebody who is gay or straight. 
then I say, yes, let them get the role because I don't want to take a role from somebody else. Does that make sense? Right. But our sexuality or even our gender expression shouldn't be why we're put in a box and and what the whole storyline is with our character. We just are what we are. And that concludes this episode of Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.com. If you enjoyed the show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to never miss an episode and head on over to MediaVillage.com to check out all of our articles, columns, reviews, and interviews. Thank you all so much. I'm Juan Ayala, and this is Multicultural TV Talk.